built in this life. I've got to have the presence of the Lord. I need the glory of the Lord every day. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. I hope that's your prayer not only for tonight, but every time you get in your car and you begin to drive to work, God, I want your presence in my car. God, whenever I'm at my job and I begin to talk to people, God, help me, Lord, to move in the spirit. Let the glory of the Lord be with me everywhere that I go. God, direct my thoughts. God, direct my words. Let your glory and your anointing lead this church. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated at this time. Just promise me that you're going to help me preach. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give honor to Pastor Daniel, Sister Lacey. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to this wonderful church. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you to this church for being an amazing church. You guys are awesome. You make it easy. Most of the time. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Lord. I give honor to my wonderful and beautiful wife. I love her very much. And, and my, my wonderful sons, Rowan and Maddox. God bless them. Rowan slept through the night last night, y'all. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Help me, Jesus. I'm about to have a Holy Ghost dance party right here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, see, it feels good in here. Y'all got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. So, but some reason, I was still tired today. I don't know why. Uh, I guess one night I thought was going to make up for all the other nights, but it doesn't. All right. Uh, just pray that he does it again in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. But I do want to read a scripture. I promise we're going to get spiritual. I promise. But I do want to read a scripture, and then we'll get started here. Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. Psalms 1 and 3. It's a very familiar passage. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Say planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's a, that's a promise. That's a that is a, a, a promise by the Lord, by the word of God, that if we will be planted by the river, some good things will happen. Some good things. But, but uh, we're going to talk about trees tonight. We're going to talk about lessons from trees. Lessons from trees tonight. We'll do a little bit of science study. And, and uh, let me start my timer here so we don't go too long. We, I know we got second dinner to get. Praise Jesus. Uh, but, but my wife... My wife loves nature, and she loves trees. Um, if, if we would allow her, if life would allow her, she could wander in the woods for hours. She really could. Um, and, and, I, and I don't want that to happen because I would be the one at home, like, ringing the dinner bell so she could come home and make me something, you know? Because <laughs> I'm not cooking. I don't know how to cook. But she could wander in the woods forever just looking at trees. She loves trees. And thankfully, uh, in, in our, our marriage, she has helped me become a little bit more uh, of an appreciator of nature and a lover of nature and trees. She's kind of rubbed off on me that way. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're very good. Um, but uh, the, the other day, we were, we were uh, driving uh, in Brother Jeff's golf cart. He's, he's surrounded by trees and woods at his house, and they have a golf cart. It's kind of lifted. It's got some nice tires on it. It's camouflage. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. It goes at least, like, what, 45? 
25, okay, I was trying to make it a little bit better. I was trying to build it up a little bit. Uh, but 25, but it moves pretty good, but it's fun. So, so Rowan loves to go for rides. So, so me and my wife, we went and picked him up from the grandparents' house, and we took him for a ride. And we're in the, in the woods, and we're just driving around. And we, and we come to this, this lot that's been cleared a little bit, but there's a couple of trees, some big oaks on it. And we just pulled up to this one, and we both just stopped, and we were just like, whoa. This, this big oak was off of the, the road a little ways, and, but its limbs stretched all the way across the lot, across the road where we were, and it just stretched so far. Uh, And my wife made a statement. She said, uh, imagine the roots that that tree must have in order for it to be that big and for it to stretch that far. And that just got me thinking. I was like, man, if, if, if I could get some roots like that, uh, spiritually in life, if I want my reach to go far, if I want my strength to help somebody, if I want, if I want what God has given me, if I can help somebody else, what kind of root system do we need? And so we're going to talk about trees tonight. So, so that statement of, of from that day started this whole uh, uh, time of me studying trees, and it's it's not a lot, I don't think, but uh, there's some really good stuff when you start to look at trees. It's it's all through the Bible, and so trees are a symbol of strength and longevity uh, and, and steadfastness. Uh, it, it's a representation of life and of growth. That's what trees represent, the strength that they are, the, the endurance that they have, the life that continues to grow in them day after day. And, and there's many benefits of trees. I know most of us probably know that they provide oxygen, right? Uh, that's what we breathe. So the more trees we have, thank you, goodness, uh, thank the Lord, we can actually continue to breathe. That's awesome. Uh, but they actually decrease air pollution. Did you know that? Oh, I know some of you did, smart people. But they, they actually trap carbon uh, monoxide and, and different air pollutants in the bark of their trees, and they hold back the bad, and they release the good. Uh, and so they cool they cool the streets and the city uh, as, as the sun tries to come in. They block it with their trees uh, or with their limbs and with their leaves. Uh, they provide shade uh, in the heat. They provide food for animals and critters. They help heal people. Studies have shown that when people are, are, are in a hospital or, or some type of, of a facility like that, if they have a tree in their view, they heal much quicker than if they can't see the trees. They bring beauty to, to a space, whether it be landscaping, whether it be a field, uh, a park. They bring beauty. They mark the seasons. If you want to know, if you just forget where we're at in Florida, they're, they're pretty much always green here. Uh, but if you're somewhere else, you can tell the, the seasons by the trees. Of course, building resources. Uh, they, they, they provide shelter and homes for animals. They're, the benefits of trees are numerous. And the Bible records countless events evolving trees. Noah received the olive leaf in Genesis 8 and 11 when he sent the the bird out after the flood. And he came back with an olive leaf in his mouth to let him know that there was some dry ground. There were some things that were, the water was starting to dry up. And in Genesis 18 and 1, Abraham sat under the oaks of, uh, of, of Memrar. 
he, uh, when the three angels visited him. Moses stood before a burning bush. The Bible tells us in Genesis 49 and 22 that Joseph is a fruitful vine with his vines that grow and reach over the walls. Zacchaeus climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus, and Jesus taught on the Mount of Olives. Trees are all throughout the word of God, and they are beneficial. They're helpful. They're, uh, in Exodus 22, uh, this is right after the, the Lord delivered the Israelites from Pharaoh, and they sw- and the, the sea swallowed them up, and they began to travel. And they, uh, Moses and the Israelites took a three-day journey, uh, and, and they came to, to a, 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 a desert place. They traveled three days in the desert with no water. And with no food, finally they came to a place called Mara, but they could not drink of the water there. There was water after three days. They finally found some water they could drink of. And, and after the long three days of traveling and after they, uh, they were, were uh, pushing and exerting energy for three days, they just wanted to drink the water, but the water was bitter, the Bible said. The word Mara means bitterness. And so they became upset and they began to murmur against Moses and against the Lord and they complained. And, they, and, and, and after, after the Lord did all these wonderful miracles for them to bring them out of bondage and through the Red Sea, after all of that, they, they still just began to murmur and complain. I, I don't know about you, sometimes the Lord will do something for me like a month later, I'm praying about something else, it doesn't happen, and I'm like, Lord, seriously? I don't know, is anybody else? I don't know if that happens to anybody else. You're like, I, I guess God's not there, even though just a little bit before he did it. But, but Moses began to cry out to the Lord, and he showed Moses a tree. And Moses threw the tree into the water and to turn the water sweet so they could drink it. It was a tree that made the difference time and time again. Trees pop up throughout Scripture in very important moments, in very important ways. And so I don't think it's by accident that the Word of God compares us to trees like he did in Psalms chapter chapter 1 trees are beneficial trees are resourceful trees make a difference as born again believers and saints of the most high god we are difference makers we should change the atmosphere where we are just like trees do we should bring comfort to others we should be strong for others we should be dependable like trees we should be faithful like trees In Psalms chapter 1, 1 through 3, we just read verse 3, but the, 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 and, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We're going we're gonna to do a couple of lessons. Lesson number one is trees need water and they need good soil. They need a foundation to which they can grow their roots uh, and, and, and develop them uh, and be strong. The, and the Bible makes it very clear that this man in Psalms chapter 1, if, if, if he will... A man that is following after God. A man that is looking for the things of God. It says in verse 1, Blessed is he is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers. If you want to be somebody that's planted by the rivers of water, if you want the results of being planted by the rivers of water, if you want fruit of your labor and fruit uh, from your life, it says that his, his leaf shall not wither. It doesn't matter what season you're going through. It doesn't matter if it's too hot or too cold. It doesn't matter what the atmosphere is doing. But he said his leaf will not wither. If you're planted by the waters, you will be all 
all right, you will be blessed. And it says everything that he does will prosper. Everything that he does will prosper. So if we want the results of this, then we've got to be planted by the rivers of water. We've got to be people that are hungry for the things of God. We've got to be people that are hungry for the word of God. We're not going through this life just, just going to stop into the church house every once in a while. But those that are faithful to the house of God, those that are faithful to the things of God, those that are trying to seek God's will for their life and for their family, this man will be planted by the rivers. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. You've got to get your roots near the water. You've got to let your roots begin to, begin to shoot out near the stream and near the rivers we've got to get our roots down where the water is that's when the when our leaf will not wither that's when we can live without worry that's when we can live uh, bearing fruit in John 4 and 14 is Jesus speaking, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. John 7, 38, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit. It's the spirit. It's the waters of the spirit that we've got to get to. So if you want to be fruitful, if you want to be successful, if you want to be strong and dependable and faithful like this man in Psalms. We've got to get in the spirit. We can't just come in and out of the church. We can't turn our back on God when things don't go our way. But it says you've got to be planted by the rivers. You've got to get yourself in the spirit. It's not just a twig. It's just not a small little tree that will break, that will bend with the wind. But it's trees where its roots have, have spread out into the water. And it's soaking up all the nutrients. It's, it's soaking up all the moisture that it needs. We've got to be in the spirit. Oh, yes, yes. Lesson number two. Trees, it takes time for trees to grow. I don't know if, the, if anybody else has, has, has been through something like this, but I remember being a young person. I remember being a young 20-something-year-old and just knowing that the hand of God was upon my life. I would hear, I would hear great men and women of God speaking to my life, and they're, you're going to be used. You're going to do this and that. And I'm just like, oh, God, yes, I want it. I graduated, and I'm like, okay, where is it? Where is it? You might have to, I have to go work a job? You mean I got to go to school? No, I want it now. Like, I've been promised something. I've, I've been prophesied over. I've, I've had good things spoken into my life. God, where is it? Where is my ministry? Where is my pulpit? Where is my position and my title? And, 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 and many of us are like that, or, or you have a promise from God, whether it's a healing or, or a lost loved one that's going to be back in the church, and we're wanting it, and we're saying, God, you promised me. God, you said this is what it's going to be. Where is it? And we just keep getting frustrated with God, and we become impatient with God, and we don't know where it is and we just want to give up on God but if you're somebody that's planted by the waters I'm here to help you tonight the Chinese bamboo tree Chinese bamboo tree 
when the owner plants a Chinese bamboo tree seed in the ground. They water it, and they fertilize it every day. Every day for five years. For five years, every day. Same thing. Same thing. Oh, here's the fertilizer. Here's the water. Here's the thing. For five years, they don't see nothing. Five years. Just the same thing. I planted this thing. Why is it not doing it what I want it to do? It's not growing. I, I don't see any fruit of my labor. I don't see any fruit of the things I'm supposed to do. And we can get in the, in, in the same way with God. We, we come to church day after day, week after week. We pray, God, I've been praying in my home. I've been reading the word of God. I've been doing that. I pay my tithes. I've been doing this. I've been faithful. God, where is my promise? God, where is the thing that you promised me? God, if, if, if this is real, then where is it? If this is, if this is something that you want me to have, if you've promised it to me, if you've given it to me, but where is it? And we just keep going day after day, and we're trying to do what's right, and we're just trying to keep the faith. I don't know if I'm talking with anybody, but sometimes, you want to give up sometimes you're just there's this little voice in your head that says it's not real it's not for you they missed it whoever prophesied over you they were wrong if it was the lord he made a mistake god you made a mistake with me it shouldn't take this long to get where i want to be to who you want me to be it's been five years day after day watering and fertilizing and praying and fasting and nothing but i want to tell you after five years of doing the same thing I want to tell you in five weeks that Chinese bamboo tree shoots up to 90 feet in five weeks so I'm here to tell you do not be discouraged do not give up on God do not give up on your anointing your calling or your ministry I don't care if you fasted every week for five years you keep fasting I don't care if you pray for that lost loved one for 20 years if it takes another 20 years so be it but God will perform it why don't you lift your hands and pray for a minute don't give up. Come on. We're trees. We are faithful. We are steadfast. We are strong. We're going to keep standing. When all you can do is stand, stand therefore. James 1 and 3 says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work it's a completion god's timing is right i know you want it now i know you're looking for it now i've been there i know exactly what you're feeling but there's a perfect time there's a perfect season god's waiting for all the preparation to unfold god's waiting for us to be a complete work god's waiting for everything to be right and it says that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. When the time is right, when the timing is right, when everything comes to a fold, everything's going to be all right. It says you will want nothing. Just don't give up on it. Don't give up. You are planted for a reason. In our, in our scripture in Psalms, it says that, 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 that he shall be planted. This man, this tree is like a man. He, uh, this man's like a tree that was planted by the waters. It's not just something that, it's not a weed that just sprang up out of nowhere. 
but it's like as if the hand of God took that tree and he planted it right there by the waters. He said, this is the spot for that tree. This is, this is the spot for this tree because I've got a purpose for this tree. I've got, I've got a calling for this tree. There's going to be people that will need this tree one day. And, it's like, and he's saying it's, it's just the same with each and every one of us. There's a perfect place for us to be. But it's got to be in the spirit. If we can get in the spirit, if we can find the will of God, if we can just be planted in the presence of God, if we can be planted in the word of God, if we can be planted in a church, if we can be planted under leadership, and we can submit to the man of God and the things of God, you will, you will bring forth fruit. You will receive the promise. Jesus. Jesus. The third lesson. Believe it or not. Well, here we'll. This last lesson is taken from the, the tallest trees in the world. If we're learning from trees, we might as well learn from the biggest and the baddest, right? The tallest tree. The tallest tree is the redwood tree, 378 feet. 370 feet. It's taller than a 30-story building. The, the redwood trees and the sequoia trees in, 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 in California and in Yosemite National Park. Anybody ever seen them? Anybody seen them? Seen them? Have you been there and seen them? My wife has. Somebody special took her. We actually got engaged at the Sequoia National Forest. Yep. Up on Morro Rock. I was uh, very scared, very frightened that day. Tried to sing her a song as I was proposing. Our, our song. We have a song. I forgot all the words. I looked like a fool. But she still said yes. That's all that matters. Thank you, sister. That's right. We're still here. Woo. But these trees are amazing. I'm talking about, if you haven't seen them, look them up. Go home and look up. Well, we had pictures, but, but they didn't. Don't throw up that picture yet, uh, the last one. I'm going to save that till the end. But these trees, uh, these trees are so big, they literally have carved out a tunnel for a car to drive through. I had driven through it, and I've touched the bark. There's trees that were falling over, and they built a tunnel you, you can walk under. You can walk in. Now, I'm short, but still, tall people walk in there, too. Now, I feel small next to our young people, but when you're, you're in those trees, I mean, it does, I mean, you feel like you're an ant. Like, no joke. These things are ginormous. They're ginormous. It's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand it. But, but they, they can live up to 3,000 years. I believe the, the oldest tree right now is, is they've dated it to be, I want to say, I think it was like 23 or 2,500 years old, I think, right now. They have branches, branches, eight feet in diameter. Eight feet. Like, that's huge. The bark on this tree grows up to three feet thick. I'm sorry. That just blows my mind. I just, like, it's just not real. It's just not real. And so the biggest sequoia, the, the most gigantic of all sequoias, it's known as the General Sherman. Have anybody ever seen the General Sherman? You saw pictures of it? It, it weighs 2.7 million pounds. It stands 275 feet tall from its base, which is more than 100 feet wide. Its base, the base of this tree, is more than 100 feet wide. Not only is General Sherman the largest living tree, it's also known as the, the largest living organism on the planet. 
This thing is massive. Now, when you're talking about being trees, being spiritual trees, I want to be a sequoia. I don't know about y'all, but I want, I want to be so big and so bad, ain't nobody going to mess with us, right? But it's amazing. These trees are amazing. But what's, what's so amazing, there's a lot of things amazing about it. But here's the thing. These trees need fire. I know. I know. It's not real. I know. I know. You're, you're all just looking at me like I'm crazy. I promise. I looked it up on the internet. It's got to be true. But these trees need fire. The fire does three things for the sequoias and the redwoods. The fire burns up some of the, the smaller trees and, and vegetation and the things that, that just stay on the ground, the surface level. The fire burns it all up. It burns it up, turns it to ash, it, it gets rid of it. It burns it up. And it allows, and it burns up a lot of the leaves of the trees. It can burn the leaves, but it does not hurt the, uh, the tree itself because remember, the bark is three feet thick. The fire does not penetrate into it. So it's protected from that. But it burns up some of the leaves and some of the, uh, the smaller trees that are not the sequoias. And it burns them down and it, and it allows more light and more water and, and, and sunlight to come in and to hit the ground. The fire heats up the cones that are in the trees and the ones that are on the ground. It heats up these cones and they're all, they're all closed and closed off and there's seedlings in here. There's seedlings inside the cone, but when it gets hot, they open up and the seeds begin to fall to the ground. The fruit of this tree begins to fall. And so the fire that has cleaned up the ground surface level, now the seeds have places to fall and to get into. The fire burns out all the leaves and the vegetation and allows those seeds to seep into the ground because these, these trees, these seedlings will not take on the surface level. They will not take on, on top of other leaves or on anything else. But now that the fire has come and has just consumed everything else that it does not need, and now the seeds begin to drop in the ground and new trees can have life. The, these Big, ginormous, gigantic trees need the fire because there will be no more trees if there were no more fires. What this church needs and what I need, we've got to have the fire of the Holy Ghost. We will not bear fruit. This tree will not bear fruit if I get outside of the Holy Ghost. This church will not grow. It will not, it will not fill that building up if we try to get out outside of the Holy Ghost. What we've done in the spirit, we cannot finish in the flesh. We've got to make sure that we are smack dab in the middle of the presence of God and in the fire of revival. If we want our family to come, if we want our children to be saved, if we want backsliders to come, we need the Holy Ghost and fire to consume us. Ooh. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord real quick. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses. That's what the fire is for. When you've got the Holy Ghost and fire, you become witnesses. You become a tree that will allow your fruit to fall to the ground. It will allow you to, to be fruitful. It will allow you to be a witness to people. It will allow you to be bold and to invite people to church. That's the whole purpose of trees. We've talked about the benefits of trees. We've talked about how big they are, how great they are. It, all, all the, they can be pretty. They can be beautiful. They can be strong. They can be old. It doesn't matter. The whole purpose of trees is they are givers. We give, they give shade. They give comfort. They give food. They give seedlings for more growth. They give and they give and they give. 
We as the church of the open door, we as the church of the living God, we are givers. I want to give. I want to give. I want to be fruitful. I want to be a comfort to those that are hurting. I want to be help to those that need it. I want to be a resource for those that are trying to get ahead in life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. John 15, 1 through 6. It's in the NIV. I'll read it quickly. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me. That's what Jesus said. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire. We've got to remain in God. We've got to remain in the presence of God we've got to remain in the spirit of God we've got to remain in the word of God we've got to be in him if we want to bear fruit if we want to do what we're called to do we must remain in him he says in John 15 16 ye have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that your fruit should remain. Your efforts, your efforts are not in vain. Your efforts, God will, God will bless. He said, I've ordained you to go and get fruit. I've ordained you to go and reach people with the gospel. I've anointed you. I've called you. I've planted you by the waters for this reason. It's so that you will be fruitful. That you can bring forth fruit in your due season. We've got to be fruitful and bring people to Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew 21, 18 and 19, it says, Now in the morning as he, being Jesus, returned in the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. He said, This tree is not doing what it's supposed to do. This tree is not bearing anything. This tree is, is pointless. There's nothing to it. it the, the words that he uses, it says, when but he came to the fig tree in the way. It's as if he already knew that thing was just an obstacle for him. Jesus said, I have somewhere to be in this tree. It means nothing right now because it's not bearing any fruit. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. I planted it for a reason. I do not want to be in the way of God, in the way of what God is trying to do. I want to be a tree that sticks close to the water and sticks close to the spirit and sticks into the word of God. I don't want to be something that God has called in and I'm not performing what I'm supposed to be doing I don't want to be a tree that is withering away when God planted me here for a reason God planted you here for a reason God planted you in Souls Harbor of Denellen for a reason it's not by accident God says you are planted lift your hands pray for just a moment You're planted for a reason. You're planted for a reason. 
I know it, I know you may not feel like you've got any worth or you've got any value, but you're planted for a reason. God said we didn't come this far just to see you turn back now, but if you've made it here, you're here on purpose and you're here by design and God's got great things for you. God wants to use you. God's going to use you to reach your family. God's going to use you to reach your coworkers. I wish you would believe it right now because it is not an accident that you were planted where you were. Stand with me. We're going to pray for a minute. Just lift your hands and pray for a couple minutes. God, I want to be, I want to bear forth fruit. God, you have called me. God, you have reached me. God, you have chosen me. God, not just to come here and just to, just to take up space and air and time, but God, you've planted me here for a reason. You've got purpose. You've got purpose. God planted that man in Psalms by the river, not just to sit there and soak up moisture, but that he would bring forth fruit. He says, I planted you to bring forth fruit. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why the presence of God is here every service. That's why we say we got to pray in our homes. That's why we got to walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the flesh. We've got to be in the spirit so we will bring forth fruit. Come on, there's lost people. Come on, we talk about building a new building. We're talking about all these great things that we're doing. It doesn't matter if we're not reaching people. It doesn't matter if we're not inviting people. It doesn't matter if we're not calling somebody. It doesn't matter if we're not reaching out and lending hands to somebody. It doesn't matter. We've got to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let there be a burden that falls on us again for the lost. Let there be a burden that gets a hold of us. Let there be a conviction that gets a hold of us. I'm so thankful for this church, this building, the building we're building. I'm so thankful. But I've, I want to do something about filling that building up. I want to do something about bringing people to Jesus. here's the thing you cannot save anybody you cannot change them by yourself but the bible says that if you're planted by the waters he says whatsoever that man does will prosper and it says that he will make it he makes us to not wither he makes us to not wither so i know that if i reach somebody if i invite somebody and they don't come that's fine you're doing your part but we've got to do it we've got to make an effort we've got to bring forth fruit everything that we do if we will put our effort forth and do what we can do God will do what he can do God will save people God will wash people God will sanctify people just pray for another minute pray for just a moment God help us God give us a burden for the lost God give us a burden God for souls God, I want to be like a tree planted by the rivers. God, I want to be like a tree planted. God, I want to be beneficial to people. God, I want to change the atmosphere. God, I want to bring comfort to those that are in need. God, I want to do all these things that trees do in the natural. I want to do that in the spiritual. God, but above all else, God, I want to be fruitful. I want to bring forth fruit in my season. God, I want to bring forth fruits. Ikaya ra la 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 la
It's about people. This thing is about people. I'm so thankful we come and we gather together every Sunday, every Wednesday, uh, Friday, sometimes Tuesday. Sometimes we come and gather together. Thank God for it. But let's, we got to bring people in. We've got to bring people in. We've got to be fruitful. I've got to disciple somebody. I've got to teach a Bible study to somebody. I've got to help somebody make it. I've got to help somebody show them the way. Oh, God, put it on us, God, put it on us, God. The whole purpose of a tree is they give. They bring forth fruit. They bring forth fruit. That's what trees do. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to do, we're going to pray one more time. The, the, interesting, the interesting thing about these redwoods and these sequoias is that their root system they only go 6 to 12 feet deep. Trees that shoot up 250, 300, 350 feet, you would think that those roots go further than that, go more than 6, 8, 10, 12 feet. But they only go 6 to 12 feet. James, do we have that picture? Can we put that one up there? These trees do not dig deep into the ground. The roots do not dig deep. They're, they're actually very shallow compared to their, their, their height of their trees. But what you see is the roots of all these trees, they actually intertwine. They don't have to go deep. What they do is they intermingle and intertwine, and, and these roots, they begin to spread out, and they get a hold of other roots and other root systems and other trees, and they begin to just intertwine, and they lock. When the winds begin to come and the storms begin to blow, it's not in and of themselves that they're just, oh, I'm, I'm 375 foot of a tree. I'm big and bad, and I've got it all together. I can stand this thing on my own. No, 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 no. The, what holds them up is that they're linked up with other trees. They're all connected. Their roots intermingle. So when the storms of life come and they hit you, it's not going to be you by yourself. It's not going to be just, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll just see what happens. No, but you've got a brother, and you've got a sister that your roots have intermingled with. You've been joined up with. You've been, you've been intermingled with the people of God, the children of God. We've, we've locked arms. We've, we've locked arms in the spirit. We've gone through some things in the spirit. We've, we've gone through a building burning down. And what could have turned bad for us, what could have, could have discouraged us, it only allowed new faith to rise up. It, it allowed us to join together a little bit more and become stronger together. And we begin to push through all the obstacles and all the discomfort and, and all of the discomfort of a new building. We're in this room, and, but we're interlocked together. And nothing will be able able to take us down nothing there's not a storm in this life that can knock you down if you are intermingled and intertwined with this church stand with me real quick i want you to get with somebody and pray for them pray that they their faith will not fail pray that they will not allow life to hinder them and to knock them around we've got to be intermingled we're intertwined with one another this church is a representation of sequoias. We're a representation of, of those big redwood trees. 
It does not matter. It does not matter what happens to me. I know I've got somebody praying for me. I've got somebody that's got my back. I've got your back, and you've got mine.